Hello and welcome to Somos Padres, a podcast dedicated to the constant development of our parenting and ourselves. We are your hosts, Paulo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we share our parenting experiences rooted within the context of our own life journey. In that spirit, we will also be sharing parenting information and the stories of mothers and padres out there who have embraced their own personal evolution as the greatest gift of parenthood. Here we go. Welcome everyone. Hi. So we're back. We are. After a few weeks of not not publishing anything. Are you kidding me? It's more than a few weeks. What? It's been like over a month. I think we're getting close to two months at this point. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. Wow. Time flies. Yes. Yes. Life has been going at a million miles per hour, it feels like. Definitely. Yeah, so... But it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're no longer in the 30s? No. We've had some transitions. So Yesenia has turned 40. That's right. I have for left, you all to know. I have left the 30s behind me. Turn wow. the page. Wow. And you did, isn't it? You did a project about, oh, yeah, you did. Of, of course, how can I forget? <laughs> if I I remember I left a mean comment. Yeah, Post-its. Yes. Well, you know, yeah. I'm the husband. Yes, yes. I did a 30-day project it was on intense. my Instagram. Because every night I saw you use, like, writing. Yeah, and I mean, I think that was part of the reason why we didn't record also, because it just took so much energy to create those posts, for me at least. It took so much energy and so much time. I don't have a lot of extra time. And so I was juggling doing that 30-day project and doing Shafali's conscious parent coach training certification thing. Because I'm not going to lie. At one point, I saw you like with Shaf- listening to Shafali and writing. And I'm like, what is this girl doing? Yes. And all the while preparing for our trip because we had a trip. We, you know, we... We came back now from that trip. And so there was just a lot of things going on that just kept us from really putting our energy into Somos Padres podcast. Yeah. So, but I remember telling you that those posts that you actually did, that you wrote, they should have become blogs. Because yeah. I, there's a lot of thought into um, that went into the, on writing those posts. It did. It, they, they took. Some of those took like a couple hours to write, even though they were short. And then Instagram doesn't let me write a whole lot. So a lot of editing went into into some of those. Yeah, because I, I remember like, wow, these are really, th- these posts are really well written, really well like thought of. Thank you. And uh, I believe, yeah, I got super inspired. Yeah. Well, except for that one. Yeah, but that one, I I was tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wasn't Lindsay. I wasn't at home. Sure. Yeah, but no, I'm not put excuses. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I felt at the time. Yeah. Okay. And that was then, and now is now. Yeah. Well, anyways, we turned the page, guys. We turned the page. 
I turned the page on my 30s into my 40s and and we're back and we're ready to devote some serious energy to Somos Padres podcast again. Um, summer is around the corner. Hopefully another summer series will be in the works for me. I'm looking, I'm waiting for inspiration to hit as far as what I'll do for that summer series, but it's it's on my mind to do a summer series again this year. So we'll see what comes of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that whatever it is, it's going to be amazing. Uh, I think we are, we, we're also in, in like having the plans of recording some of the episodes in Spanish as well. Finishing that up, yep. Yeah, because we have uh, we are already some followers that are from Spanish-speaking countries only. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Because we went, uh, we did an interview mm-hmm. for uh, for a lady in Spain. Yes. Which was very interesting. That was a lot of fun. That was a that was fun and a really cool project. Yeah, and you know what we sh- you know what we should talk about like for real though, we just went to see Eckhart Tolle and Marianne Williamson. Oh yes. With Linda. AKA Lose Warrior. Yeah, we went to see Eckhart Tolle and uh, Marianne Williamson. Um, it was very, very cool. What did you get from from that moment, from that talk? From that talk, it's just to don't forget that the present moment is what's important. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to whip out my notes because I took notes. Um, there was a lot, um, before I get to my notes, um, I think for me, what I I already knew about Marianne Williamson because I even wrote about her in one of my uh, in one of my postings. It was one of my very first posts that I wrote was how Marianne Williamson to me was the person that really made it clear that in at all times we are either walking in the direction of love or fear. So that those were you know that's not what she talked about, but just in general, just to kind of. Um, give you guys some context around Marianne Williamson. That's one of her uh, big topics that she talks about in her book, A Return to Love. And, um, but also one of the things that I love about her is this quote from A Course in Miracles that she shares a lot, which is, I am willing to see it differently. And I love that. And um, sometimes when I'm in meetings or when I'm having conversations with people and there's a lot of dialogue and people may think that I am entrenched in a, in a position, I will tell them I am willing to see this differently. Like, go ahead, you tell me, you know, if I'm missing something, if I, I'm like, I'm not set in any way, I am willing to see it differently. So I love, I love that phrase. I feel like it's a real game changer. If you can really live in that space of at all times, like I'm just, I'm willing I'm feeling resistance, but I'm willing. I'm willing to see it differently. Yes. Um, yeah. And then Eckhart Tolle. Um, so one of the things that I thought was just interesting is I didn't know that Eckhart Tolle would also be quoting A Course in Miracles. I don't know. Did we say that? Like Marianne Williamson tends to quote A Course in Miracles a lot. Like every minute. Yeah. Yeah, and so, so no, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like it was quoted so much that I even bought the, the uh, well, we already had the book, mm-hmm. but I actually bought the also the audible version, mm-hmm. so that I can actually listen to it in the car. I know it makes you go like, man, I should just because read the Course in Miracles. The quotes were <laughs> so good, obviously, and I was um, and I and I was thinking they references this book a lot, so it must be really really good. Yeah. Do you know what I really loved is at the beginning how Marianne Williamson and then Eckhart Tolle came back and did this too, right? They talked about the cross 
and mm-hmm. how the horizontal line of the cross is symbolic of the earthly plane and everything that is of the world. Yeah, I, I, I love that, that analogy. Yeah, actually. and then the vertical um, line of the cross is the uh, relationship with the divine. The, the spiritual aspect. The spiritual, enlightened, living, you know, um, that's the horizontal, I'm sorry, the vertical line. Mm-hmm. And where they meet, where they intersect, that is the present moment. And that is where, if you're in the present moment, you are of this world, but you are rooted in the divine, in the, divine. In the present And moment. if you're aware of that, that's where life takes its its meaning. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's where you're really living. Yeah, because uh, uh, one of the things that also like brought my attention was like, I remember thinking to myself, I cannot connect to the things of this world. And just mm-hmm. do it. I cannot allow the things of this world to become my life. And I'm like, because a lot of us, we just forget that we cannot attach the things that we do, the careers that we have, they are not what we are. Mm-hmm. That's like our performance in this world. Yeah. That's our contribution to this world. But who we are, we're beyond, I'm beyond a teacher, I'm beyond a dad, I'm beyond even what my brain tells me who I am. Yes, but we all have this role because Marianne Williamson kept on talking about how you do have a role in this world. You are, you know, you like you, you're a teacher in this, in this form, in this, you know, form body in this world. Your role is to be a teacher. And she kind of, you know, she had this quote, you are not obligated to finish the task but neither are you permitted to abandon it. Yes. We all have a task. And I was moving to, uh, uh, towards making this point. Mm-hmm. But when you embody, like, how you contribute to this world, when you embody, like, the, the, the spiritual aspect, then whatever you do is w- so much better. Mm-hmm. It has, it has w- what I, I like to use, essence. <laughs> use that word. Because you put the passion into it with the spiritual, and all, whatever you do... It just becomes just better. Yeah, I would just say you are rooted. You yeah. are, you know, uh, what Gary Zukov would call you are in authentic power. Exactly. You are in alignment with your purpose, with, you know, what you're here to do and things flow and and everything is beautiful and magical. Yeah. You know? And and it's, it's those moments that whenever you say things like that, you just captivate attention. You just most likely make your point across. Yeah. And that's when you inspire change. Yeah. And I I just thought it was just a beautiful reminder. I mean, a lot of these concepts we had, um, you know, we've been listening to Eckhart and Marianne, but it's just so lovely to be in their space, in their energy, to listen to them talk. Um, it was just, it was a really nice experience, a lovely reminder. I got so many quotes. I could keep going. Um, but it was just, it was really great. If you guys ever have an opportunity to see them or any other, you know, one of your spiritual teachers, Shafali. I mean, I think that's that's the part for me is is to actually be in their energy and, and to see them. It, is, is it, nice. it feels so peaceful. Yeah. It's so peaceful because these people, they're not trying to sell you anything. No. They're trying to help you, like, become the better version of yourself. Yeah. By, by connecting to your spirituality. Yeah. So that's kind of an update on us. That brings you all the way to... Uh, to now. I mean, we didn't talk about our trip to Mexico, but we can save that for another day. Oh, which um, I, I just want to say that that trip was just like 
amazing. Yes, it was a really good time. It was a really, really amazing seven days. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, we're going to stop right there with our update because I think that's more than enough to process. Um, we'll talk about the, the trip to Mexico on another day, like I said. And when we get back, we're going to take a short break. And when we get, when we get back, we're going to get into our topic of the day, which, um, which is talking about the college cheating scandal. We've been waiting to, to talk about this for a while. So we want to have a convo about it and see where it takes us. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. Be right back. Yes, welcome back. And like we said, what we want to talk about today is the college cheating scandal, which you may or may not have heard of. I, I can't imagine that you haven't heard of it because it was everywhere, all over the news, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get your news, um, uh, or maybe just a news notification from your phone. But it was everywhere that over 50 people... Um, were indicted in the largest college admission scam ever prosecuted by the Department of Justice. Wow. Wow. So um, there was dozens of parents, school officials, coaches, SAT, ACT administrators, and exam proctors who um, are being prosecuted for helping parents um, cheat the system in different ways. You know, so some people... Um, paid so that somebody else would uh, take the exam. Some people uh, paid for exams scores to be changed. Uh, some people paid for uh, to bribe college coaches and school officials so that they would accept students as college athletes that were not college athletes. So there were all types of scams going on. And, um, and people were paying um, anywhere between 15000 up to um half a million yeah just just crazy amounts of money right yeah half a million um yeah to to get their to get their uh, child in so uh we wanted to have a conversation because number one i wanted to have the conversation because i felt like there was a lot of judgment of course there was a lot of judgment. of these parents and the first instance i can tell you that a first instant instant i judge right I'm like how could they yeah, like, like, oh my! Look at the privilege. Yeah, um, this the white privilege of of these uh, people to pay to cheat the system. And it's just not the white privilege; it's just the money, money. Yeah, the privilege of money, mm -hmm. right? So that they just thought that they could get away with this, that their kids deserve to be in these uh, prestigious institutions, Ivy universities. IV. Um. Uh. So so yeah, there's this initial knee-jerk reaction to judge these parents um but then i feel like there's for me it, it felt uncomfortable to judge them yeah because once you take it to another level and there's a little bit of reflection you will go and you will start thinking like well this is the first time that the justice department does something like this mm -hmm. because i'm pretty sure i'm certain that this this has happened since since who knows when? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not the first people. Since the invention to, of to money, I will yes. tell you. Since the invention people of money, been cheating, um, you know, because of the privilege that that money affords them, right? So, 
so yeah, I want to talk about first that that initial instinct of judgment, um, or I wanted to talk about this because I thought it would be so uh, kind of cool to deconstruct kind of those feelings, get to the root of them, and maybe create some compassion and some understanding yes. yeah. for uh, for these parents. It could be, it's possible. I know I did it, you know, myself. Yeah, because for me, it was, uh, it happened during my conference period. Obviously, I was writing some papers, and then I opened my computer, and there was, like, the cheating thing, the article. The cheating scandal. That's the how cheating you learned scandal. about it. Yeah, that's how I learned about it. And I was reading this article about, and I'm like, who does this? And for what reason? Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking, like, from the perspective of the teacher, like, oh, my God, like, these people, they just took some spots from really, uh, from students that really wanted it to be there. Right. It, it also, like, enrages you. Like, man, those were, somebody worked really hard to try to get one of those Yeah, spots because obviously as a teacher working in a, 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 in a high school, at a high school with uh, high needs, mm-hmm. I see some of my students that work so hard. Day in and day out because they want to go to a really good university. Mm-hmm. And they put in the hours, they put in the time. And it's just like, and when you see something like this, of course you get upset. Right. And yeah. You get upset at first instance. Right. Like, if you don't reflect, obviously, you're going to be completely pissed. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that that I saw on the internet. A lot of people talking about that, about the spots. And, you know, they took somebody's spot and... Um, all these things. And um, I thought, though, about, you know, about about the parents and like, what are these parents probably saying? Like, why did they do it? If mm-hmm. you were to, I don't know, if you can just imagine what what are some of the, the reasons why these parents say, like, why did you do it? Yeah. And guess what? One of my students asked me, yeah. like the next day, mister, so if you had that, that amount of money, would you do the same? And I'm yeah. like, if you... If you were asking me like 10 years ago, then I, I, I'm probably I would answer yes. But now with, uh, with how I view myself and my life and, uh, and my reason for being in this world, I, 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 no, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, can, I, I, I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. Even if I had all the extra, extra money. Yeah. No, because I, I see life through a different lens now. Based right. on based of how I, I've improved myself. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you're getting at the point that um, I was going towards, which was, I think that we, I think it was one of the posts that I wrote about how we judge people. And when we do that, you know, when we say, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Oh, I, come on. I would never have done that. When you know, we say sure that. there are people yeah. that are like, oh, even if I had millions, I would have never done that. Um, the what we're really saying is if I had lived in your shoes and lived your life, I, and, and had all of your experiences. So let's just take one of the famous people like Felicity Huffman or Lori Laughlin, who were part of the scandal. If you had lived Lori Laughlin's life every day since she was born and you had experienced her life in the way that she experienced it, you would have still chosen differently. You're, like basically, you're saying I'm better than you. Yeah, no, morally uh, yeah, better than no, you. No, yeah, and I absolutely agree. Like when you go into that and you have lived and experienced and done everything and and been parenting the same way that they did, you would have done exactly the same thing. Right, you would have made the exact same choice. Yes, and uh, and I answered to my uh, to uh, one of those on my students. I answered in that way because I'm aware. 
Mm-hmm. I'm aware that I have lived exactly the same life. I would have done the same thing. There's right. no way around. Mm-hmm. But yes, when we judge, that's what we're saying. So that's we're why saying, we have to be oh, careful. I'm better than you. Yes, that's why we have to be careful. And now every time I do that, it just takes a few minutes. And for me, mm-hmm. I come back to my senses like, whoa, 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 whoa. what are you saying, Paolo? <laughs> mm-hmm. So and that and that's when I start to use uh, feeling more more compassion about about the, the people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And here's the other thing that I also want to say because I think that a lot of people. Like, let's not even go to if you live their life and had the money they had and had the privilege they have. Let's just forget about that. Let's just think about all of us right now that have kids that are in school. How many of us are doing things that maybe are not on the same, you know, degree degree of them? Mm -hmm. But how many of us are you know, helping our kids with reports and we're probably doing most of the work so that our kids can get a certain grade. How many of us are paying for tutors so that our kids can get better grades? To some extent, you are doing extra. You are exerting the privilege of being able to pay for that tutor for your child. How many of us are putting kids in lots of extracurricular activities so that they look better on those you know things i mean we're exerting our own privilege is it against the law no the way there is low so like i said what they did is is on a on on another level another degree what they did was illegal they were cheating we do things that are you know within um are legal and within uh what do you call it within the rules we're playing by the rules mm-hmm. but even within those rules we are exerting privilege over other people that don't have access to those things to those resources no, and no, we and, are still yeah. exerting to some extent that same privilege and i'm guilty of that i've mm-hmm. enabled my children to do some things and get away with some of those not those same things but to a lesser degree mm-hmm I'm guilty of sometimes doing the homework for my children. Yeah. And I I mean, I was also talking to a friend not too long ago, and she was telling me how she has um, she has a, a brother-in-law or something like that that um, was telling them how they were um, helping their, uh, their daughter, their son, I'm sorry, their son, who was going to go to community college, and they were like, doing a dry run to help them figure out where are their all their classes were going to be oh, and yeah. buying all their books oh my God. and yeah. doing all these things and enabling them really those kids should be doing that all on their own, on their own yeah. but they're doing those things for them they're i think the term is helicopter parent that's like a term for parents that are like all up in the business of the kids to make sure that they get to class on time like remember when we listened to Julie Lithcott, I think is her name. She she spoke at one of the Evolves mm-hmm. and she was talking about being a Stanford um, uh, counselor. Uh, counselor, yeah. Yeah, and how parents were still helping kids with their papers in college. And sometimes even calling the professors. And calling the professors and calling kids to make sure that they got up on time for class. Setting up the alarms. Setting their alarms for them. I'm like, Honey, wow. did you put your alarm, you know, to get up in the morning? Like, totally helicopter parenting them. And that is also a form of exerting, you know, their privilege and also just 
overbearing and, and, and just taking on a lot for kids that ultimately, um, if we look at, you know, these kids who, you know, are being admitted without going through the system, like if we start thinking about what is this all teaching kids anyway, at the end of the day, what is all of this teaching kids? Because I think that's what we need to start thinking about as parents. That's what we need to start really digesting each one of us. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's not about the kids. Well, it... It's all about the parent. It is about the parent. What is... Yeah, if I were to ask the parent, why did you do it? I'm pretty sure they will ask me because I love my children. Yes. Yes. Because I love my children. But, I mean, we've talked about this before. My feeling is because I love my children... I want them to get into a good college, but how much of it is I love my children? How much of it is I want to look really good and say that my kid got into USC, you know what I mean? And I want to set them up so that they're successful, so that they make me look good as a parent, so that exactly. I look like I'm successful and I did everything right. I raised my kid so right. So I will, uh, I will uh, argue like we need to define what love is. Right, right. Yeah. Is it out of love? Or is it out of use self self centeredness? Yeah, yeah, egocentric yes. perspective. Yeah, it is so complex. This whole conversation. Yeah. and I'm gonna say, and, and and I'm going to uh, I'll, uh, go back a little bit because mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks ago we went we went to the open house, mm -hmm. our children's school, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> it was so interesting. Not to just say, oh yeah, Pablo, you're doing such a good job, but I look at the uh, at the wall that has the projects and papers and all that. And uh, the only uh, papers that have, like, corrections are our daughters. Why? Because we have come to the conclusion that all children have to learn from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. So the uh, in, in some other areas of the classroom, the paper that was missing, who was it? It was Paulitos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the other paper that was incomplete, who was it? It was Paulitos. Mm -hmm. So, and we were there with the children and asking them, so, Palito, what do you think we need to be doing? I know. There's oh, a trend here, Palito. I, yeah, I guess I need to pay more attention to this and this and this and be able to have them discover on their own. Mm -hmm. Look, so if you don't want to have your papers like be uh, all full of corrections or have way complete, so this is what you have to be doing. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, for me, I was like, ooh, like these children are, wow, geniuses. <laughs> they don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that's when I go and you start uh, thinking about it. Is it because the children are really actually good? They have an innate talent? Or is it that the parents or relatives that are helping them to to come up with these amazing projects and, and flawless uh, pieces of um, work? Yeah, I try not to help, you know, Polito with his writing because I'll like be in there and then I'll be like, oh, there's a period missing here. Oh, there's a capital letter missing here. And I really try not to. Yeah. Use. And, uh, and I'm like, well, it's his work. And, you know, I wanted to reflect where he's at. Mm -hmm. I want to know where he's at. Yeah. That, and, that's the best way to know. And so I'm like, it's I try just, not to touch his stuff. And, you know, also one of the things that helped me because it, uh, it was like two years ago, you wrote a, a blog. Mm -hmm. about like the importance of uh, letting our, our children feel mm -hmm. so let them feel let them feel the, let them go through the emotions let them uh, like process all those like quote-unquote failures those moments 
they need to start processing at an early age all those like powerful emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. Why? Because at one moment or another in life, it is going to happen, especially once they leave our houses. Yeah. So I think, you know, all those kids that uh, potentially, you know, if they're aware of how they just, you know, cut, you know, into these universities that they didn't, quote unquote, earn their way in the way that everybody else did. I mean, I did hear that there were some kids that actually thought they didn't know that their scores for the ACTs or whatever, SATs were change oh my there goodness. are those kids that didn't know and it was devastating Imagine. for them they thought that they had gotten the scores to get into these universities um but you know let's say the other kids who knew that they um they got into like Lori laughlin's daughter who knew that she quote unquote was on this row team um or whatever so she knew that she didn't earn her way in that her parents bought her way in like mm-hmm. You just have to think, like, what are we teaching them? Are kids that aren't learning how to, you know, the consequences of their actions of getting to class late or yeah. turning, getting a C on a paper or whatever, whatever that may be, we're in some way keeping them from learning what life is about, what success and failures yeah. and learning about, like you were saying, learning from our mistakes and going through that. We're not allowing and giving them space to do that. And let me say that it's, it's so easy to say. Super easy to say. But so difficult to use apply. Yeah. Because you have to feel, you also feel the emotions of a child. Yeah. When, the, when your children are like, are like crying and suffering and, and all sad, you feel it. Mm-hmm. But you have to also be the example, be the role model to be there for your children. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not there for your, uh, for your children, you don't, sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Mm-hmm. You're just there as a support. Remember, you, we have to uh, love our children no matter what. Mm-hmm. And they need to know that. Yeah. And uh, because if not, if we enable this type of, uh, if we do this type of uh, things, this type mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, we portray this type of uh, behavior, no wonder once the children leave the house, Many of them come back right away. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they don't know how to deal with the real world. Mm-hmm. We're not equipping them. We're not equipping them. We're not preparing them for... To adult. To, to uh, hashtag yeah. adult. Adulthood. <laughs> We're not preparing them for that. So they come back. Mm-hmm. And, now, and now what? Are you going to be happy? Yeah, probably some parents are going to be, yes, I want to keep my children in my house forever. Yeah. But is it really a life? Mm-hmm. Are their children really living their life well, I mean, are they discovering the? Are they discovering their purpose? Their purpose, the, yeah. All of that. How are they go? Uh, how are they going to contribute to this world? Are they discovering that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, so many places to go, but I think, I mean, I think we've hit on um, a lot of the different aspects of kind of this whole scandal, and um, hopefully provided just a different way to look at it. You know, I I think initially you can, you know, see and look at them and say, oh my God, look at them and what they did and all of that. But I think hopefully um, we've touched on how, you know, at the end of the day, we're all doing some degree of this. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a degree of which we can, you know, take what, um, what happened in the scandal and use it to reflect on where are we, 
You know, where's what are where's our comfort level? How are we doing? How is our um, relationship with our kids in terms of their education? Um, how are we dealing with all of that stress? Because ultimately, I'm sure you know those parents were um, were feeling the stress of what it means for your kid to succeed in school and do good enough. I mean, I think the system is set up for us to want to compete and to have our child be on top so that they're set for life. This is kind of like the messaging mm -hmm. that culture it's puts culture. on to us yeah. and the messaging. And we have to, you know, discern and stay calm and stay focused and just try not to let that get too, um, too in our heads as we as we help our kids grow up. Yeah, right. because something that just came up to me is just like uh, that. Some people, they are they are expecting a harsh punishment on these people. Oh, that some people. Are, yeah, they want they they want them to be punished. They want to be punished because they need to set an example. Mm -hmm. But something that just came up to me is like, what are me as a person? What do I gain from that? No pussy. What mean, ultimately? Is it ultimately they're living their lives? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, they're not they're playing their the game. Yeah, they're playing the game, and uh, they had an ace up their sleeve. I guess I don't know. So not to not to say like it's okay. You know, we shouldn't be out there. Um, you know, not following the rule of law and all that. Yeah. Obviously, they'll have their consequence. It's fine. You know, they'll they'll have the consequence, the due process, and law, and all of that will take care of itself, and they'll have the consequence that they have. Um, I think for me, it's just it's just about coming back like you know forget about them they'll have their due process yeah. and it'll get taken care of mm -hmm. let's focus on ourselves let's focus on what can we learn about this from watching that and having this heightened awareness you know yeah. let it bring awareness to you to have to mm -hmm. do some self-reflection because at the end of the day it's not about the other people no it's about at us. the end of the day you if we want to change the world we have to start changing the way we behave the way that we parent the, the way, way that, we, that we parent the, the way that we interact with with colleagues at work the way that we interact with the children. Are we bonding with the children? Are we creating, uh, creating those links, those bonds? Mm -hmm. Are we doing that? Mm -hmm. Because at the end, this is what matters. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, how we evolve, how we, we transition to become a better person every day. Obviously, we're going to make mistakes. And mistakes are part of that. Yep. So something that just came to mind is just like um, Sor Juan Inés de la Cruz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of uh, her poems a lo uh, written a long time ago. The, what, and the, that goes like, um, o cual es más de culpar, aunque cualquiera mal haga, la que peca por la paga, o el que paga por pecar. So, who's more at, at fault? The one who pays, or the one that accepts the pay, or the system? Right. That enables I mean, that type of behavior. Yeah, I guess what you're, the way that I'm taking that quote or trying to connect it is that, who's more at fault, the, the, People who are trying to get in, who are paying and cheating the system to try and get in, or the, these people that the universities that establish these systems, these competitive systems that, you know, have us all competing to get in. Exactly. Like, should this be the system? I think that's a, a bigger question. Yeah. Is this really the Should people earn their way in? Should, should there be this type of... Um, privilege even to get into some of these universities you know that inherently if you have more money and you have more access and you can have all these tutors and you can do all these things or you know um, somebody yeah <laughs> or if you're you know there's Networking. a lot of universities where i mean if you pay a million dollars and yeah. build them a library i'm sure yeah. you can your, your you grandkids have a can spot. 
yeah, I have reserved spots or something, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that that is the system. And so in some way, there is some responsibility uh, there too about that, you know, this system is inherently messed up. It's flawed. It's flawed. Mm -hmm. Um, So not to excuse Right, we're not, trying to, we're not trying to excuse behavior yeah. and trying to say it's okay for people to, like I said, to to not follow you know the rules and you know um, we're not saying it's okay to cheat. Right, we're just trying to have some understanding because um, or to create some compassion and understanding for these parents and to connect with them um, and to bring just greater awareness for ourselves mm-hmm. in our day to day lives. In because even though, like I said, mm-hmm. we're not doing these on. On that level, there is some level of awareness and discernment that we need to have about our lives and the choices that we're making as parents and what we're teaching our kids, why we're doing the things we're doing. And so that we can, you know, just have uh, go into this etapa, this season of our lives with our kids and to help it be as productive and as, um, I don't know, what's the word, like, to really just be as as helpful as we can to our kids mm-hmm. to guide them and usher them into the and to play the game. Ultimately, they need to play the game. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. We do need to help Remember, them play. Yeah, and it's a game. It's a system. We yeah. still got to play it. Yeah. And but it's just a game. It's just a game. You know. And ultimately, what's important is, like you said, our connection to them, nurturing their gifts and talents, their inherent gifts and talents, to help them find their purpose. And and to usher them into into adulthood. Into adulthood, they say like go for it. And, go, but remember, go for, it. for if you need anything, advice or anything, mm-hmm. I'm here for you, and I'm gonna help you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. That's it. Hopefully, we've given you uh, something to to think about around Just, this topic, uh, yeah, like a different insight. You know. Yeah. Hopefully, or maybe you've heard it somewhere. Who knows? Maybe yeah. this is maybe you had already thought of it. That's yeah. cool too. That's cool. Um, but thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back. And if you haven't left a review for us, we'd appreciate it. Please, please uh, leave us a, rev- a review in, uh, in your favorite listening platform. Yes, and please share us. Share us with any of your friends and family. Let us let them know that we're here. That the podcast is here. And we'll see you guys next time. Have a great one. Hasta luego. Hasta la próxima. Adiós. Hi! If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and please leave a review. It is a super, super important in order to help spread the message. You can follow us, our parents on Instagram at iam.isenia at palomenchaka and at somos.bar. You can also subscribe to their newsletter on their website at somos-fathers.com. Gracias!